This is the Deep End with Nebraska diver Reagan Hinzig and Nebraska swimmer Madison Ronquilio on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. just gonna be me today um well not really just not you. really just me like diver and swimmer just diver today just diver today um bring in let's we'll also bring in rico rico is, is gonna be a part of this conversation because i think um this week's uh news and action opens the door for some interesting conversations about uh nil and nebraska athletics and Reagan. Like I mean, this is this is a full journey for you. This is a big deal. Yeah, we're it, we're sad Madison has graduated, but we're happy for her because yeah. she's living a really cool life right now. But Did see you the, see she went to Japan? She's in she's in she was in Tokyo and uh, you know trying all the food. And, I'm gonna fix Reagan's mic really quick so you keep talking. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> or, or we can just swap them. Oh yeah, getting it out of her face. Got it. Let's let's keep, yeah, and the level, level, yeah, yeah. We'll get you into it. See, that's perfect. Yeah, it's it's great to. I mean, she's trying all the food and she's living, you know, a different life. I saw her in classrooms over there, so it's kind of, kind of cool. Um, have you talked to her since since she she went over? Yeah. Yeah. So how's she doing? What's the life transitioning after graduation from Nebraska? She's good. Um, so as the day after she graduated, she packed up all her things and left. Um, but they, um, I think her plan was, so she starts her um, anesthesiology assistant program at Indiana in the fall. And so they drove to Indiana to put all of her stuff in a storage thing. And then they drove to D.C., which is where her parents now live. And so she's going to stay there for the rest of the summer. Which, okay, we, we, we throw confetti. Because when she told me that before she left, I'm like, she's like, yeah, we're going to D.C. I'm like, well, you know D.C.'s my hometown. Like, what do you – how could you not tell me that? And she goes, well, I didn't know. And I'm like, okay. So I said, anything, anytime you're there, anything you need, I know the people. <laughs> I'm like, great restaurants, great, you know, whatever you need, there, there, there's that space. So, you know, I, I'm proud of watching her kind of uh, grow through the process because she was she kind of blossomed a little bit in the last uh, few months. And I mean, graduation will do that and finishing your, your career. Um, but that's a big part of all this is watching you young folks um, grow. And Reagan, it's been an absolute joy just watching you kind of grow. And you I don't think you're aware. I think I'm a little aware because yeah. I never would have like 16 year old me that was scared to go through a drive through by herself. I don't think ever would have imagined. That's doing still this. one of my favorite stories. <laughs> That's still one of my favorites. Like you have to tell people who, who aren't familiar with that story. Like, okay. Yeah. Break that down for us. So, um, I obviously got my driver's license at 16 and, um, I was so scared to talk to people that I didn't go through a drive through for almost two years. Um, until I was really hungry one day and was like, you know, it's not that bad. 
and now I'm here as a talk show. That's amazing. Like, it's just funny because your mom's like, okay, okay, I'm watching this happen. This is pretty interesting to see <laughs> her do her thing. But, but that's what this is for. Yeah. Like, that's the, the college experience is if you leave the same way you came, we fail. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, we wasted four years or five years or however long it is for, for you to do that. Um, we share some common things and our time in the Woodlands, Texas, and your, you know, Listen, I, I there's a different thing happening in the woodlands. Um, it's it's putting it's sending a different type of young person into community, and the fact that you chose Nebraska. Let's go back to that. So from the woodlands, which which has every resource in such a confined area, mm-hmm. like the things that happen in the woodlands don't happen everywhere. No. Like those sort of reasons, having uh, the, 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 the swim facilities and diving facilities in the woodlands, I, I would almost say it's on par with Nebraska, right? With the University of Nebraska. Yeah, it's a little worse than the university. Yeah. But, but I mean, you there wasn't a huge leap from you coming no. from the woodlands to Nebraska's no. <laughs> swimming and diving. It wasn't much of a leap and it's not it's not there. Why Nebraska then? Why was Nebraska the choice? Um so I honestly I got here and it felt like home. Um I loved the team environment. Um my coach that I came in with is no longer here, but I absolutely adore her. Um she was great. Um and I've told this story a lot too, but my dad works in college athletics too. Well, he so. does. He, you know, Cap. He's he he Rico. He works in athletics. What does your dad do? My dad's an associate athletic director for Sam Houston State University. So yeah, he's, he just <laughs> works in athletics. <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. No, no, no big deal. He's just a guy doing a thing. <laughs> That's pretty elite level, right? That, that I mean, you've got to be proud that listen, in this world that you're in, your dad's—he's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. What does mom do? Mom's a basketball coach. Again, Rico. <laughs> Nothing to see here. No. <laughs> when I say Reagan and I, in full disclosure, we were having a discussion last week, and I said, "You know that you're elite, right? You know that everything that you, everything that you do, and everything that you are, puts you at such a high level in the universe. And you, you like to downplay it, and you like to put it away. But no, I won't let you." <laughs> I won't let you like to be what? What was your what's your GPA? What was your GPA in high school? Oh, like a three nine. Three nine, right? Three nine, which we know puts you in the top level. Nothing to see here. Then, what were your what were your 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 diving uh, awards and accolades? Um, I got third at state my senior year. Mm. Um, next to a girl that has traveled with the U.S. team and a girl that's an Olympian. Now, 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 again. <laughs> I've got my blindfold on. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Olympian and uh, and a U.S. caliber top level, and then Reagan, and then Reagan mm-hmm. with the three nine, mm-hmm. and all of the 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 life lessons that come from being the daughter of a, of a high school coach. And, and and a collegiate administrator. And she chose Nebraska. 
And I think that's fascinating. You brought up a thing that happens often, that you choose a school, and a big part of the choice is the, are, the, are the coaches, the people yeah. that are involved. And the coach is not here. What does that do to the athlete? What did that do to you? Um, it made a big difference because – um, I didn't necessarily come here for her, her. That's not what I'm saying. But she is one of the hardest working coaches I've ever met. And she, like, it wasn't just an external push from her, but it was also an internal push from me to be better. But she also knew exactly what to do to help me get to my goals. When you say that that she wasn't why you came, but is – is the coach how big of a part on a pie, you know, pie chart size measurement of why you chose Nebraska or why you would choose any college? The coach plays a part in it, right? Yeah. Right? Where on your pie chart, what percentage of um, your decision was the coach? I don't think my percentage is as high as a lot of other people's. Okay. Um, I'd probably say mine was about like a quarter of the pie chart. What do you, what do you think other people's would be? Well, I know some people that go to colleges solely for the coach. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but what if you hate the campus? So I'd say some people, the coach fills up the entire pie chart. The the, the campus for you. So you came here, you visited. Where on the scale was, was the campus, the community? Where was that? Um, that was pretty high up. Um, I'd say that's about 40%. Yeah. Just because um, – like, my dad went to Texas A&M, and he was like, you're going to have to get from one side of campus to the other in 10 minutes. And he was not going to lie. I was kind of freaking out about it when right. I first came here. And then we got here, and I was like, oh, I can do that. Like, this campus is, like, big, but it's not massive. And I like the fact that everybody comes to Memorial Stadium on football game days. Like, that's fun. How big of a football fan are you, like, on a scale of 1 to 10? Like if you. Oh, I grew up watching it. Yeah. So I'd yeah. say it's so like an eight two. or nine. Yeah, two. <laughs> You're just over it now. Just yeah. <laughs> would you would you would you have chosen a school that didn't have a good football program? Um well She did. Not to Well, not, not a <laughs> known football program. Oh. A not known to football shade, program. But I visited Colorado State and there were maybe like four thousand people in the stands. Yeah. And I was like, Man, what is this? More people go to my high school football games. How about that? Right, and, and, and I've been to her high school's football games. Um, how big was that stadium? You, you, you Colorado played? State yeah. or my high school? Your high school. I, I want to say it's a, it's a 12,000, 13,000. Yeah, I was going to say like 15. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those Texas high school stadiums. Um, kind of what Seacrest does, only bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three times the size of Seacrest. Well, of course, I've seen I've seen pictures of those high school stadiums. Well, I Texas. showed you a picture of her high school. I yeah. showed I no, showed you, you a picture of the stadium. Yeah, no, that's not that's not a high school stadium. That's a that's a USFL stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the XFL, the the Brahmas played yeah. in there, right? That's yes, it. yes, and they had the students at high school. The students at the stadium had their own tailgate area, their own tailgate area. Well, of course, for them to grill out and barbecue. Like I just you walk through it, I just went, really, this is what we're doing. So I think it's I, – I find it all interesting because now in the, in, in the era of NIL and transfer portal, you have the, the option to move. Yeah. Like, like Madison made a choice. This is where I am. This is where I, I'm choosing to be. 
So let's go through the process in your head and what from what you've heard from other people and what you think. How often is it I'm just not being fed what I nutritionally what I need for my skills to develop? How much of, of what you're hearing? Is it just chemistry with the program? Is it chemistry with the coaching staff? Is it what makes a student athlete change schools? I mean, I think a lot of it right now is because people have that extra COVID year is they're going to get their master's. So they're going somewhere else to get their master's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think behind that, the second most like, quote, popular yeah. like reason for transferring yeah. is because they don't feel like they're getting not the time, but like they don't feel like they're getting the recognition they think that they should get. Recognition, attention to detail, yeah. to, to needs. Yeah. Right. And I think in talking transfer portal, need is probably the word we don't use enough. What do student athletes need that they aren't getting where they are? And then what they think they can get, <laughs> what yeah. need they think can get be filled by transfer. Yeah. That's a fair statement. Yeah. Okay. Then it becomes quality of program, and there's several facets to that. There's what the programs innately do for you, <laughs> comfort, convenience, right, access. Those are would those be three things that matter in the in the in yeah. the student athlete scope? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nutrition, food. Where, do, in your mind, where does Nebraska rank? How good is 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 nutrition, access to food, variety of meals and things that so that you can perform at the level that you want and and need. I think it's gotten a lot better. Okay. Over COVID, I think that they. Now this might be a hot topic, but over COVID, yeah. I think that they were catering to football. And so, like, a lot of the times, because they were one of the few schools that stayed open over COVID when we could get food. Right. But a lot of the food was, like, fried food and stuff. Ah, and okay. football and maybe wrestling in the off season are the only two that are truly bulking sports. Right. And so it became an issue of, like, look, we can't eat fried chicken all the time. So that was an actual thing. That was an actual thing. We were like, can we just have, like, one grilled option or something? Like, can we get more veggies? Like, stuff like that. Because... I don't know. I I know us like swimming and diving and gymnastics especially talked about it because yeah. we were like especially like the flipping sports like yeah. if we feel sluggish we are not going to make our dives. We are not going to make right. our stuff on our apparatuses like it just became a thing. And they've gotten way better about it. Like there yeah. are more grilled options um now that covid is no longer a thing. We have like full access to like the deli. Okay. And stuff like that. So it's gotten way better. Okay. So there's several, again, several. Reagan Hensley from, from Nebraska Swimming and Diving uh, from the Woodlands, Texas. So we'll just identify that and just, just to let people know that, like, you're food friendly. Because if you're from Texas, like, barbecuing is everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like steak and ribs are everything. Like, Nebraska thinks it has, it has full ownership of. No, let them say that. Go to Texas and say, hey. Your barbecue sucks. Watch a fight happen. <laughs> like, watch the fight happen. So, nutritionally, yes, the focus. Like most things in the athletic department, it's football focused. Yeah. Right? That's a fair thing that if it doesn't work 
if a if a procedure and protocol doesn't work for football, it doesn't it's not implemented on Moss. Not usually. Right. <laughs> so that that's a thing. Then it becomes for and I, and, and it's a, such a weird phrase to me. Non revenue sports? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing because I know that in Texas it's a revenue sport. Like people pay <laughs> big money to be a part of the program, to train in the programs, to 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 be uh, relevant in the program, and then the facilities. The facilities in Texas are amazing. Yeah. So it can be a revenue sport if you're willing to market that and do that. Now, is does climate have anything to do with the difference between Nebraska facility and Texas, Florida, California? No. So that's um, not an excuse, right? I think California, if anything, California doesn't have a single indoor pool. But, like, I trained at an indoor pool my entire uh, life. Uh, like, <laughs> no climate I don't think makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference. So in recruiting and and being recruited in it, how much did that play into your head? Because winters in Nebraska, you just don't think swimming, diving. You don't – snow's out. Uh, oh, I was terrified. <laughs> Right? Like, that's a conversation that you have to have. Did you talk to, 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 to divers that were here about it? Um, I kind of. Um, I was just like, have you grown up with snow? Because I've never seen snow before in my life. And, like, I drive a truck, but it's not four-wheel drive because right. it's a Texas edition. Like, do I need to put sandbags in the back of my car? Like, right. what do I need to do? Right. And they were like, honey, it's August. Just wait. Just give it a couple months, and right. then we'll get back to you. Right. Like I, I, it, it's the thing, right? That people think about in recruiting that it's just the sport, and it's just, or it's just the degree, or it's this. No, it's a bunch of things yeah. all the time, <laughs> all the time, and ever changing. So, back to the transfer portal. What does Nebraska offer? that is better than its competitors because you you've been in it long enough to have been to the other places to see what what they work from and what they work with what does nebraska do better um i think the athletics facility in general is one of the best not necessarily like where you practice but like where we eat and where we can study and stuff and i think that a lot of um uh, a lot of the people working there focus a lot on not just you being an athlete, but you also being a student. And I like that too, because there is life outside of athletics. What? What? <laughs> that can't be true. You're just athletes. I only know you as a swimmer. I'm not interested in you <laughs> as a person. <laughs> That's the funny, like that to me is, is a funny thing. And I said, I, I've, I've had this conversation with several people. My next project here is going to be really more than the – I need to understand the people Mm -hmm. behind the athletics because that's why it all works. That's why it all matters. For you, what's the biggest misconception about being an athlete at Nebraska? Mm. Um, So I'm a music major, and a lot of the people are like – Oh, you don't have time for anything else. And I'm like, you're right. A lot of the time I don't. But, like, that if people are hanging out that I know, like, that doesn't mean I get invited to things a lot. 
And I'm not saying it's their fault at all. I'm just saying that, like, uh, a lot of people just think that we have our own little bunches that we hang out with and that we hang out with them only. I Well, then the, the next question would be because it's not like the divers and the swimmers always all hang out. No. Not even within teams is that the case. No. Right? <laughs> it's not always that simple. Like all the the divers aren't all best friends. No. The swimmers aren't even within the same event. No. <laughs> aren't the, as a matter of fact, they're they're rivalries. They're natural there's natural friction there, right? Yeah. Right? And how often do you find yourself looking over the fence at what the swimmers are doing and going, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what is that? Like, what? That's so much easier than what we go through. Um, I don't necessarily say that because I don't do a cardio sport and I think I would die <laughs> if I tried. Um, but my club coach when I was younger was like, do you realize why there are so many people swimming like at swim practice? And we were like, no. And he was like, it's because basically everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. And he was like, do you know why there's like 15 of you over here right now? Because nobody is only you 15 and like a select few and the rest of the world are crazy enough to jump off of a three story building for fun. That part of it. That's where we'll put the pen because that's <laughs> where I want to go next. <laughs> the psychology of being an elite diver. <laughs> it's not normal. It's not normal. Reagan Henzi, <laughs> Nebraska Swim and Dive here on the Deep End.